Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. We are back. We missed last Sunday. I had to go over to Washington, D.C. or out to Washington, D.C. somewhere. And uh, we went to a freedom, a night for freedom conference. It was very, very, very good. Hopefully we get the video up sometime soon. Soon. So I am back and it's good to be back. And good morning to everybody here. Hi, y'all. Good. Um, We're going to get to your questions and comments in a minute here. I uh, just want to update you on some things. One thing that, uh, you know, when I get feedback from people, I have to tell y'all not to do. So the guilty know who they are, right? When we get new people here in the building, uh, Rachel has a drug call. Uh, amazing. <laughs> she like she doesn't know how to turn it off. Just like me. Yeah. So two things you cannot do anymore. We when new people come and we have church with them and they talk about whatever they want to talk about, at the end of the service, you can't go and preach to them some more. They don't want any more preaching. They want church to be over. And if you greet them, just say, hi, my name is John Doerr. Welcome to the church. Make sure you come back. You know, just greet. No more church. Because these people are calling me up. How come your members have to keep preaching at me after church? And I don't even know what's happening. So what? Oh, so you know about that? Uh, amazing so no more preaching after church right? and then when people tell their problems in church when church is over don't go to them and talk to them about their problems they done with it they got what they need just welcome them and talk about nothing my name is John Doe I jump ropes or I run heights or I eat bananas alright just keep it basic because most of the time when people are doing this after church, it's just to hear yourself talk and make your ego feel like you know what you're talking about. It's really all about you and not about the person. And it's just common sense. No more church after church. Isn't that common sense? Just like I said, don't come to church looking for a husband or a wife. That's not the reason you go to church. So everybody understand that? And it's okay to greet, but don't preach. Don't don't bring up what happened or anything. We had to do that with the men's meeting, too. Uh, the one thing I like about the men's and the women's meeting is that once the meetings are over, you're not allowed to say anything about what we discussed. You just say, oh, good to see you. Because once it's over, it's just over. Leave the folks alone. Anyway, I have a question today. How many of you were born in sin? You were, you were born a sinner. You raise your hand? Oh, I'm not answering. I'm not. This is You're not answering? I'm oh. Because you were doing this. Um, let me see again. <laughs> be quiet, James. <laughs> Tell James to be quiet. <laughs> so, and so, I'm sorry, let me see how many were born in sin. You were born in sin, a sinner or whatever. Okay. Interesting. So, um, have you thought about this before today? You have thought about this. That I'm born, I was born a sinner, right? You thought about that? Yeah. Yes. We I thought we were recording. Yes, I have thought about that then, regularly. Okay, how many wasn't born a sinner? One. Just one. Two. Oh. Two little Jesus. Were you guys born through a virgin mother, too? <laughs> so why were you not born a sinner? Um, sometimes I'll see kids, and I see they're innocent. They're not evil. Um, I believe they become evil because of spiritual trauma, most of the time from their parents. 
But why you were not born in sin? I don't think anyone is born in sin. Uh, not just me. And why do you don't think you were? Because people, <laughs> kids are innocent. Like I see them in the martial arts school sometimes. And there'll be a kid who has no anger. He hasn't learned anything. He doesn't know the knowledge of... He has no anger. I mean, other kid will smack him in the face and he'll just kind of be like, oh, that hurt, you know? He, he, there's no anger in them. You know, kids are just like happy and all so the time. And so you, you don't sin? No. You, you've never sinned? I have sinned. But you don't sin now? Correct. Oh, okay. And why do you say you were born a sinner or in sin? Because my Lord told me that. And where and did he, he tell you that? In the Bible. Where? Uh, it says in... Well, actually, there's a couple places, that I, but the, that says that we are all born in sin. Where does that say? And I'm not saying it don't. These are, see, I have a theme this year to get to know yourself. It is the most important thing you can do. So this is something that I was thinking about, and I hear a lot. So, uh, it, so that is in the Bible that you were born in sin? That is in the Bible that I was born in sin, and I used to be a child of disobedience. And where is that in the Bible that you were born in sin? Well, that last scripture I was referring to was in Ephesians. Which one was that? This is your first time here, huh? I was here once before. Oh, yeah? Yeah. A long time ago? Yeah, it was. Well, welcome back, man. Thank you. So go ahead. Where is it in the Bible where it tells you you were born in sin? Or a sinner? Oh, it says that we sin in a few different places, but. No, you were born a sinner. Yeah. Does it say that in the Bible? Yes, it does. Where? I think it says that in Ephesians Have you thought also. about this before? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and where does it say it in the Bible? I remember exactly where it, the scripture reference. That you were born in sin? Yeah. yeah. Are you sure it's in there? I'm not saying it's not or it is. Yeah. I'm just, uh, and this is not a test. This is a right. fellowship. So everybody relax. I see everybody looking at the Bible. That's good. It's a fellowship. That's all that yeah. is. Koinonia. There we go. That's how we learn and grow. So what now? Oh, come in. no, not yet. Come oh, in. Sorry. <laughs> Giving it to his wife. Well, she ain't raising hand. I thought you were going to so, call her. That's what I get for assuming. <laughs> That's right. So we're in the Bible where it says you were born a sinner. I don't remember the exact scripture reference where it says those words. But it does that? Yes. It does. I can tell you an equivalent scripture in Jeremiah what 17, what does it say? where it says that the heart of man is deceitfully wicked. Right. So without God, I think about that almost daily, that without God, I would be deceitfully wicked. Yeah. I mean, my heart would, you not would now? be uncleanly. He has created a new heart in me. Yeah. And are you still a sinner? I am not a sinner. I sin. You still sin? Yes, I still. What do you do? Uh, well, <laughs> I got a little angry earlier. <laughs> unnecessarily, at somebody driving down the street. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you went off uh, on them? Well, no, no, I didn't, but I mean. Did you know you were on your way to church? Yeah. Getting angry? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow, this is why I need church. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of the reasons why I need church. I mean, Lord, forgive me for my sin. It wasn't the godly anger. Yeah. But actually, I guess like it says in the Bible, you can be angry, but don't let that lead you into sin. So there is an anger that does not lead into sin. And do you have that one? Oh, yeah. You have both of them? I got that one down. Oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mary, were you born a sinner? I don't know. I don't remember. You don't remember what? <laughs> Being born a sinner. <laughs> were you born in sin? I mean, yeah, um, yeah. If my parents, you mean, or was I just? And I'm asking Mary. Yeah, you're asking me I want to know wrong. what you think, not what someone else oh, what think I or think. said. Well, because you got to know that you know that you know that you know, well, not because the preacher said anything no, or but I, your I, I, own knowing. Okay, from my own knowing, I would say yes. I was born a sinner. You were born a sinner, and does the scripture say you were born a sinner? I haven't, uh, to my recollection, I haven't read it in the Bible. You don't ever remember reading that? No. And so why do you say you were born a sinner? Um, 
because of the circumstances, I, I, my parents and my, as I grew, all the anger and the, and the, you know, the heartbreak and things like that just seemed to make me uh, not a really happy person. Oh, more angry. Amazing. So, Marilyn, were you born a sinner? Um, I don't think so. Why you don't think so? I think like what Mark was saying earlier. I think like we're we're innocent when we're born. I don't think we're born into sin. And so, does the Bible say you were born a sin, a sinner, or in sin? I think it said something like that, but I'm not sure. Uh. I think it said like we're born into sin. I don't think it said we're born as a sinner. Does it say in the Bible that we're born into sin? I think so. I'm not sure. I have oh, okay. to look it up. All right. Yeah. Ethelbaugh, what do you say? And see, um, and the reason I'm asking this, I did this interview with a, a preacher out of uh, Arizona. What was his name? Jeff Durbin. Jeff Durbin. And it was a very, very interesting discussion. I hope you all watch it. Uh, and what happened is, during the discussion, and, and God bless his soul, Jeff, I know you're wise, you're a good man. I mean, you mean well, you're a nice man. Um, but he, he would just quote scriptures. Just scriptures, scriptures after scripture. No real dialogue, no real conversation. And I've already realized this, but I realized even more so that we have been, as Christians, we have been so deceived by people, our parents and other people who are so just into scriptures. You know, you ask a question, you want to have a dialogue, they can't really dialogue, they just quote scriptures, which tell me that it's not, they don't know that for sure. It's just read the Bible and quote it back. And then you tell other people this stuff based on just reading the Bible and then quoting the scriptures back, you put everybody in bondage. And so people spend a lifetime trying to get out of this situation that they have heard about that they're in. And they feel guilty and they feel all this stuff. And so I'm trying to break all that by dealing with it in an honest way. All right. What do you say, Ken? Were you born in sin? No. And why do you say no? Um, because I, I think that's what Jesus came to save us from is being born into sin. So you were born in sin? What was not. You were not born in sin? Was not. Oh, okay. And but, why Why do you say you were not? Because um, that's what Jesus came to save us from, is being born into sin. Oh, to prevent you from being born in sin? Right. Oh, okay. Right. And do you sin? No, I don't. I don't right now, I'm not. Well, we didn't talk about this morning. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was. It's too early. <laughs> he, I know. he already got angry. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't it too early to be sinning? <laughs> You got to have your coffee first. I did have my coffee. <laughs> I have a full cup. All right. Okay. Yes, ma'am. You found something. Okay. And what did you find exactly? Well, I found in John. Let me ask first. Were you born in sin? Y yes. You were born a sinner? Yes. Okay. And why do you say yes before you read John? Because of God's word tells me I am. That you were born in sin? Yes. That's the only way I would know because I don't remember either. When I was born. <laughs> <laughs> and that you were born a sinner. Correct. Okay, let me hear what you're going to read. Well, I was born in sin. It says the answer, they answered and said unto him, thou wast altogether born in sins. And also in Psalm 51, 5 says, behold, I was shapen in inequity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Okay. I guess that actually doesn't say I was born a sinner. Right. I was born in sin. Said your mama was a sinner. That's right. That did, didn't it? <laughs> Had you ever thought about this before? Oh, yeah. And because I sin every day. You do? I don't mean to, but we what, all do. Did you sin this morning with your husband? No. You did not? Did you no, sin yesterday? No, but I got annoyed, uh, angry, you uh, know. At your daughter? Yeah, my granddaughter. Oh, your granddaughter? Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious, I don't know how we don't sometimes. Yeah. 
although I recognize it and ask for forgiveness, that's why we have, that's grace. Um, do you believe it's possible to live a life free of sin? No. It says Jesus Christ is the only one of us. Once you're born sinless. again, you don't believe that you can be free of sin? I am not sure what that question means because you, I believe that I am forgiven for every sin I do. I repent all the time for anything that I feel is not of God. And um, I believe Jesus Christ is the only one who was a sinless man. Um. So you, you, you sin, and then you ask God to forgive you, mm-hmm. and he says, okay, and then you sin again, and you say, forgive me, and he says, okay. Well, I try not to. And then you sin again, and he says, forgive me. Does he respond the third time? He always responds. Oh, okay. So, um, I'm thankful for that grace and mercy. When God said, be perfect as he is perfect, or be holy mm-hmm. as he is holy, can you sin and still be perfect or be holy? I say that is our goal, but I don't think we'll ever be there until we're in heaven. And But he said, be it now. He didn't say, wait until you get to heaven. Because mm-hmm. there's no guarantee you're going to go to I'm heaven. I'm not saying, I'm not, I, I believe, yes, that we can be holy and sometimes sin because we're You can we're be holy human. and a sinner. I'm human, and we are still human. Just because we're born again doesn't miraculously make us unhuman. But then what are you born again from then? Or of if you're still the same person that you were once you're born again? How do you know oh, you've been no, born again? Oh, no, I'm not again? saying we're the same person. I'm definitely not the same person. If you're a sinner before you were born again, and then you sin after you're born again, aren't you still a sinner? Yes. So then the born again didn't happen then? I'm sorry, then what? Didn't happen. Oh, yes, it did. But how if it because happened? Because the Holy Spirit still... guides me all the time. Oh, okay. But I don't always, I'm not perfect. There's only one perfect person. Okay. So I, I realize how this question should be asked. Are you born a sinner? Are you sinner? born in a sinner? And so it said that we we're born in sin? That what it you says, just read? Right. Yep, yep, and what does right. it mean to be born in sin? Apparently, I don't know. Uh, well, that's an honest answer. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I want you to know. This is why it's so important to get to know yourself. Right. Because, and that's why God said, think on these things. Not what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, where you're going to sure. sleep. I'll provide those things, but I want you to think on these things. But I don't believe children are born innocent. You don't? No, children get angry and lie and hit and hurt and are mean and... Is this before they become like their parents or after? I don't know. I've seen some mean kids. <laughs> their parents are mean. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't this good food for thought, though? Absolutely. Yeah, it's something to be thinking about. Absolutely. You itching? Okay, go ahead. Let me go to the itching one. The one that sinned on the way to church. <laughs> Well, actually, that anger didn't lead me into sin. I didn't say anything I shouldn't have or, or done anything I should have because I don't, you know, endeavor not to react to people on the road. That's just unnecessary. Yeah. But um, see, yeah, you distracted me. No. Um, as far as um, being a, a sinner and sinning. I was, I was going to say something. It was just what you were talking about. But um, one can, being a sinner, according to my research in the scripture and my conversation with theologians, one who practices sin is a sinner. And God, the Word of God says that once we become born again, we are no longer sinners. We do, we are not, we do not have to be under the bondage of sin. But being a human, we will still sin but the difference is a practicing Christian does not practice sin, does not agree with sin, and does not put sin above his obedience to the word. Who put that word in the Bible, practicing sin? That, that wasn't there originally. Uh, n- it, it no. It wasn't even there I, when I was a kid. Who put that in there? No, no. It's a, I'm not, I didn't say the word practicing sin is in the Bible. Oh, a theologian told you that. No, 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 no. It's It's a... So way to it's it's like not putting the English language above the word of God because sometimes we get tripped up 
on what the English says as opposed to what the Word of God is actually saying. Like, uh, so did like you in the say Greek. a theologian told you? No, 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 no. I mean, I have discussions the, with with different, just you know, oh, as you different theologians. Yeah, as you listen, like listening to to some great. Um, orators on the radio right. and help you with the different thinking and whatnot. And they said, as long as you're not practicing. No, no one technically said that. Oh, that's a, how you come th- up? Because I've heard synopsis. that word from the Christians about practicing. They as said, as long practice, as you're not practicing sin. As a practicing sin, the word practicing in the sense of a way of life. I mean, uh, we don't. At like, what point when you're sinning, at what point will you know you're not practicing sin? After the first time or no. the second time or the third time or no. the fourth time? Or no. at what when, point will you say, well, when, when now you, I'm practicing sin? When you think the sin, it's not, you don't even have to do it every But if you think the sin is okay, if you think it is okay and it is sin, you're putting that above the word. It's a lifestyle. It's what you, just like homosexuality or you know, or just extramarital so stuff. How do you, when you know think that's when okay? you're not practicing sin? That's what I want to know. Oh, because when you know it is distasteful to you and you know it's wrong, you realize it's wrong and you repent, you ask the Lord, forgive me, Lord. That is not what I meant to do. You don't go out seeking to sin. You uh-huh. realize oh, that is sin or you fell prey to temptation maybe, uh, even though. That's so amazing with the, to me. With the, although when we get tempted, there is a way to escape. That. That scripture just mind boggles me sometimes. That is so. Yeah. That is fantastic. You what now? Well, the, the Bible says that God doesn't tempt any man, but with the temptation, He will give you a way to escape. That is a great scripture. That is escape phenomenal. From sinning. Escape, yeah, from ha- from then, the temptation. And why, if He's okay with you sinning, sometimes why oh, would? I, I didn't say that. You said practicing. Yeah. Which means uh, sometimes you're going to end up doing it, right? Yeah, sometimes yeah, sometimes we as individuals end up but committing sin. But he gave you a way to escape it. Why would he es- want you to do it escape at all? It. He doesn't want us way. to sin. I don't know where he got that from. I didn't say it. He doesn't want us to sin at all. That's why he gave us. Uh, okay. No, God, no. He. he so you're not supposed to be sinning. No. Then why do you still sin then? Because I'm human, and sometimes I, I slip up and fall prey to temptation. Sometimes, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, no, I don't. Right. I don't seek to sin ever. Okay. Just like a, a, a husband does not seek to upset his wife. Well, you don't do that on purpose. That don't take much. I mean, <laughs> you make a mistake. Say, you could say, "No, honey, that's not right. It's over." It <laughs> uh, don't so, take much to do that. I mean, there are times. I've been times in the past where I realized I'm going through the scripture and realized something I had done or whatever. Oh man, that was off the word of God. That was sin. I need to. Oh, okay. I need to repent for that. Well, let I me come back to that. that. You have something. Yes. What if, to prove what? Well, to show what? A couple of scriptures where she was in error about when she read them. Um, one was John. So let me ask. Does it say in the Bible that we were born in sin no, or we were born no, it sinners? Just, it just inf- it, you can infer it from a couple of scriptures, but it does not say that directly. Well, where did that saying come from? Um, well, when she quoted John, that was the Pharisees unjustly accusing a blind man of being born in sin. Oh, let me hear it. Can't find it in the, for a minute. I don't know if I'm right on it. I, I've moved to something well, it was else. 934, so. Oh, 934. Thank yeah. you. So, Any questions, James? Why are you looking? Oh, comments? There's people generally talking about it, but I, I haven't got any. Oh, here okay. they are. Go ahead. And they, the Pharisees, because they were mad that the blind man, you know, was seeing and giving credit to Jesus, and they said, Are you trying to teach us, and you, a sinner, through and through, ever since you were born, and they ejected him. Now that's angry, just, evil Pharisees accusing him of being born in sin. Yes. Yeah, I want to know is it in the Bible where it says we are born in sin, or we were born sinners. I want to know where that came from, because I've been saying it all my life until recently, and then I realized, oh, I got to find out where is this in the Bible. And so far, I have not been able to find it in the Bible. 
So I want to know where it came from. All right? Yes. Uh, Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. The Catholic Church uh, teaches that you were born in sin, original sin. Is it in the Catholic Bible? Uh, no, I never seen it there, but that's what they teach. Right. And they said they said that's why they baptize you to take away <laughs> that original sin. And then when you come sin. out of the water, you're still sinning. Right. Right. I, the baby doesn't even know what's going on, you know, and they 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 choose to do that to them. Yeah. And so we believe we grow up thinking that we were in sin. Right. You know. So you thought you were born in sin. Yeah, I believed it. And you believe that you were a sinner. Well, I know I was a sinner. You know you were. Were you born that way? No. I, I know different today. Oh, uh, okay. That you're not born in sin. Oh, okay. Amazing. Let me take the online one first. He's got that one. It's me. Oh, you. Okay. <laughs> Let me take the holy one. <laughs> I mean, I know in the psalm, in one of the psalms, it says, Surely I was steeped in sin at birth from the time my mother conceived conceive me right and I so think that's, his mother was sinning <laughs> I don't he know. was steeped inside his mother oh I guess so yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. but that's King I think that was King David saying that like after he was caught in adultery and stuff like that murder and all that right and that's the one that I think of whenever they say you're born in sin and I'm it may say it in the New Testament somewhere but I don't <laughs> have you spent a lifetime trying to overcome sin um, I've often not tried to overcome sin, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And have you been able to overcome it? No, As, in fact, it's it's kind of like what Mark says, what Mark said over here, that I've seemed to, I just seem to keep on getting worse. Yeah, and I it seems like a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of adults just seem to get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's Thank my producer. I'm all the playing around with him. Um... So at one point in life, did you think you were born a sinner? That sounds weird to say born a sinner. I don't think anybody uses that term, but maybe they do. Oh, they use you. But they born use a sinner, you were born in sin, born right? in sin. Yeah. It seems a little distinct from that. I from remember I used to hear that a lot, that I was born in sin, right? Yeah. And I used to say, well, I don't, I don't ever remember deciding I want to sin. You know, I didn't make that decision that, hey, you know what? I don't like this peaceful life. I'm going to go sin. (laughs) I want hell in my life. I never made that decision. And I could never find out why I was born in sin. I now know what it means, but I couldn't. I never made the decision to sin. I mean, yeah, but sin doesn't. And then they say, well, you inherited from Adam, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that made me feel guilty, too, because I'm thinking what I got to do with Adam. No, but I, I understand now. Okay, yeah. But I mean, it, uh, it seems like you become, you become more and more corrupted, and I think every, every Christian knows that. We, we become more corrupted as we grow up and then in, throughout adulthood. Right. But uh, I, I think that they mean that, it's, I mean, sin is not really a decision. You just start sinning, and then and then you start to make decisions to sin. <laughs> it seems like it. <laughs> uh, and sinning is an awful way to live, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard way of living. It's better when you don't practice it. <laughs> Comparatively, I mean. I mean, it's still, it's still really bad. But it's better if you don't practice it. <laughs> it's just good sometimes. You do it sometime. I mean, that seems like the way that most people in most Christians have been doing it, and then their kids just get worse and worse, it seems like. Right. Oh, okay. So it's, I, do, I agree with you guys, we shouldn't accept the, the sin at all. But it's, I don't get it. You don't get it. Uh-huh. This is why we're having a conversation. And I really want to encourage you, instead of doing all this other stuff you're into, you really need to be thinking about what's going on with you. What have you been taught? What have you learned? What have you picked up? The guilt you're carrying and the difficulties to overcome the guilt that you have based on what you've heard and not what you know for yourself for sure. And one thing I want you to resist 
absolute, do what you want, but I recommend that you absolutely resist. It's repeating what you hear the preacher or anyone else say, because that is not going to change your life. It will not change your life. It's the same as the person quoting scriptures because the preacher get up every Sunday and read the scriptures and quote them. You learn them and quote them. That doesn't change one iota in your life. It's the same as listening to me or someone else say, well, you did this because of this. And you start just repeating that. That is so dangerous because it's not going to bring you out of the hell that you're in. It just feels good to say it and feel good to look good. But it's not salvation at all. And you're still going to have the same problems. There's another way of seeing things that I want to encourage you to go toward so that that way will make you free. It will free you and you would see for yourself, not because someone said it. All right. And don't even believe what people say. The, the preacher, the pastor, the reverend, the Catholic priest, the pope, the nobody. Let it go in one ear and out the other. Now, don't be walking around trying to have doubt either, but just don't hold on to the words because you are, you're hurting yourself. You're not hurting anyone but yourself. And then you hurt your children and, and so on and so on. All right? Let me take there first and then here. We got some lazy mic people sitting down and not move in the back. You guys sitting around, sitting down. Watch they sit. Go sit. Kill me. Try to hurt me. Yes. Okay, try to sit on me right here. Um, yeah. Um, I think when I grew up, I didn't grow up with any religion. You know, very kind of different, I think, than you. But then when I started trying to search about myself, and I started talking to people that knew things, you know, knew religion, they were the ones that led me to believe that I was born in sin. Um, and I was fortunate in a way because I didn't have a lot of training, like religious training. So I'd, I really hadn't been around religious people. But I think what happens is you, you, you go after the intellectual stuff that you don't know yourself. You don't really know whether you're born into sin. You don't question those things. You just start accepting what right. people say. You know, and it wasn't until many years later that I actually started truly discovering who I am that I actually realized I don't need to listen to those thoughts because that's, you're exactly right. Where in the Bible does it actually say that? It actually doesn't. There are a lot of allusions to death and sin and we're born, you know, in, into a life of death. But then we also know that Jesus came to save us and he saved us from all of that. And there's yeah. everlasting life. So it's, it is a, a guilt trip, you know, but a lot of the religious leaders and the smart people are propagating this stuff so that they just tell us all these things and we don't really question and yeah. understand. So do you still sin? No, I mean, that's, that's the whole point. Is I, I, was, I got saved from that. Well, okay. Um, the one thing I want... Yes, Dave? Um, we, have some, we have some people giving super chats on the donations on here, and they're asking questions about baptism and about um, and about uh, what should we believe in. Oh, okay. So, so I just wanted to mention it. You just want to mention, not me to respond. Well, I do want you to respond, but well, I, give me I don't number want one to first. All right. The first one is well, uh, past, present, future would like you to come to New Orleans and preach. And he said, what should we believe in? Okay, call my office, set it up, and I'll come. Uh, what should you believe in? Only believe in God. Amen. Don't believe in anybody else or anything else or any nothing else. Only have faith in God. That's the only thing you should believe in. On a person or spirit or whatever you want to call it. And Bateks 900 says, what are your thoughts on baptism? Uh, it's just an outward expression of what's happened on the inside. You've been cleansed from all of your sins on the inside, and baptism just a washing away of that. All right? Um, yes, Raymond. Were you born in sin? I, I am, yes. And you still sinning? Yes. Does the scripture say you were born in sin? We were conceived in sin. Uh, sin that's what it said. 
So does the scripture say you were born a sinner? Yeah, uh, yes. Where? I don't know where, but I'm sure that... Uh, How you know it's in there then? Huh? How you know it's there? Because I know at least one scripture that says man born of woman only have a short time to live. And only a sinner has that kind of time. Oh, I want you to find where it says uh, you were born a sinner. Well, uh, can you find it before service is over today? I don't know. I don't know if I can. Uh -huh. But that doesn't make me any less of a sinner. <laughs> uh, that's right. You hold on to it. So, um, yes, sir. This reminds me a lot of your discussion on the podcast on Apologia TV with Jeff Durbin. They brought up all kinds of different scriptures that if you interpret it this way and think of it that way, carry the two, this and that, it's like kind of what they're saying. And there's direct scripture to exactly what you're saying that says it directly. Yeah. You know what I mean? They uh, overlook all that, though. And then even what you were saying, uh, how God will tell you what to give you the words, that is scripture. It's in Matthew. Yeah. You know, don't think about where you're going, what you're going to wear. That's in Matthew. You know, you were speaking from the Bible. You just weren't saying Matthew 5, 10, blah, 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 like a ping pong, like bang, bang, bang. I know, it's you so know crazy. What I mean? it, it wasn't like that, but I found it remarkable. Um, you, you, you were. I was just kind of reading the Bible last night just for, you know, just to do it. And it was like, man, he, he said all of this. It's there. You know what I mean? But you weren't throwing it at them yeah. as like a competition. You know what I mean? And I think for this one, uh, in Galatians 1.4, he says directly, he, he died to deliver us from sins. Not most of them. Not so we don't practice them. Not some of them. I mean, yeah. it, it says directly what you're saying. And the reason that this is so important is that a lot of people are feeling guilty because, they, first of all, they don't know what the sin is and they don't know how to overcome it. And they would want to overcome it. They really do. But because of the way they've been taught, and it's so crazy, too, when you really think about it. In the Bible, God says for us to be perfect as he is perfect, right? But then the preacher tells you that you can't be perfect. And so if you're relying on what the preachers say, then you're going to start telling yourself, well, I'm saved, but I'm not perfect, and I'm still a sinner, and I'm not perfect. And, and God clearly said you can't ride two horses at the same time. You can't serve two gods. You're either for one and hate the other. You can't serve two. And it's clear that if you are sinning, you're, you're a son or daughter of Satan. And then if you're not sinning, once you've been born again, you're a son or daughter of God. You can't serve two gods. And so let's say that you're wishy-washy. You know what wishy-washy is? You know names? Yes. Oh, I know the black people know. But I, I don't know if the white people know. You, you know, back and forth. Let's say that, okay, here you happen to be a sinner today, but then some sinner come along searching for freedom, searching for God. How are you going to be able to help that person if they happen to catch you at the time when you're sinning? What are you going to say? You know, how are you going to be a witness to the truth if right now you're of the lie and that person needs the truth? How are you going to be the light of the earth, and the, I mean the light of the world, the salt of the earth, if this day you're sinning, where's the light? It just doesn't make sense to me. And I had accepted all of that stuff, too, because I wasn't, it wasn't being revealed to me. It was being told to me by intellectual people who had learned the Bible, whether it's our parents, because the parents learn, learn the Bible, too. They go to church, they listen to the preacher. And they learn the scriptures. And so they teach it to their children. And the children just repeat the parents. Never really knowing for yourself. This is why you got to start paying attention to what's going on inside of you. So you can know for yourself. There is a revelation inside of us. There is a, uh, uh, a Holy Spirit that reveals all things to the children of God. If you have not been born again, you're not getting it because it's only for the children of God. Now, if you are a seeker, he will show you some light on the way, you know, to Damascus. But it's not until you're born again that he's going to 
show you all the things that are hidden from the children of the lie. And so, um, and so what has happened is that we've been intellectually taught and Satan is using that knowledge of good and evil against us. Because Satan will repeat the scriptures. He will repeat the, the preacher. Whatever you hear and you hold on to it, he's going to repeat it and make you think you got it. And so when you amongst other people and they're talking about their problems and stuff, you're going to sit there all puffed up, repeat what the preacher said. Not that you know it for yourself. And, just, and then that person will say, oh, you're so smart. And you'll be like, yeah, I am. You know, I've been saved. That's not it, folks, I'm telling you. You got to know for yourself, know for yourself that you've been born again. And no one who has anger is of God. No one. Because anger is the nature of Satan. There's no love in it. There's nothing but deceit. There's nothing but misery. And don't let anybody convince you that you can have anger and have love. God has a quote-unquote righteous anger, but it's not based on how he feels or what he thinks. It's not a judgment like that. It's a correction without holding anything against you. We need revelation. Don't take these preachers' word. Don't take my word. You got to seek the kingdom for yourself and, and know that you know. And then you got to be aware of yourself to know that you're only repeating what you heard. I don't care who said it. And, and a lot of people are doing this and you're suffering and others are suffering. Satan is using everything against you. And you think it's from God because he quoted the scriptures. And we are not born sinners. We're born into sin. And, and, and so I want you to pull up uh, Matthew 18, 2 for me. And I want you to pull up 18, 4. And Mary, pull up uh, 10, 15. All right, we're going to read it really fast. Uh, God said that we should be like, oh, let me do this. Everybody, you had a question first, right? Go ahead. Or something. I mean, when I heard you say it, like I mentioned to you, that it blew my mind because I've grown up hearing that we are born in sin. So, I mean, but the way you explained it, it makes sense. But I did find over 100 Bible verses that says that we're born in sin. We are born in sin. Right. But the, fact, the thing they're leaving out is the fact that, uh, which you mentioned, which is the Romans 5.19, where it talked about how obedience came through to man through one disobedient act, and then we were saved by, uh, by Jesus. So they're leaving that part out. I'm just stunned that they're still saying we're born in sin, but leaving out the fact that after Christ came, we were saved from sin. Yes. And just think about that. Because of one man... Uh, he would be fell away from God and became children of the lie. He would be dead. And then because of another man, he would be brought back to God because Jesus came and he put everything back in order. Everything. He took on all of our sins so that we don't even have to be concerned about it. Because he took them away, he returned us back to the Father but we have been made to believe that we're still sinners, and so we're acting like it and carrying on and judging ourselves and, and all that, all in the name of Jesus. Jesus restored, when he died on the cross, just before he died, he said, it's done. It's done. You're, you guys are okay now. Just have faith in the Father. If the Father sent me, just have faith in the Father, you'll be fine. You, you're no longer just stuff that you've been told. And then one thing that happened, I think you might remember this, Mark, when that preacher was interviewing me, he was telling me, he was connecting me to other religions, and I had no idea what he was talking about. He was like, oh, you just like somebody. And I'm like, who? I don't know those people. I've never studied religions, so I had no idea who he was talking about. Then he said, you're like the Mormons, and you're like, who? And I don't even know them. You remember those names? Yeah, what you were saying, uh, the basic argument was over to believe in the Bible or not. Yeah. And he was essentially accusing you of not trusting it, not believing anything that it says, don't read it, you know, uh, saying it's no good. And you're saying, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, let it be revealed to you. Don't think in your mind. And again, that's in Matthew. 
you know, uh, the God will reveal it to you. Don't if you hear words, it says that 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 it is from the evil one. Yeah. Um, and he was saying, so you're saying it's your own personal revelation. And you said, yes. And he, then he said, you're no different from Joseph Smith from the Mormons. You're no different from the Muslim religion. You're no different from the Jehovah's Witness. Because they say that their personal revelation brought them to where they are. But the big distinction was you never said the Bible is not true. You said like this one word practice, for example, this one word. And um, you're saying, you know, you don't, people who constantly quote scriptures you know, they don't have no peace. And I think we all know someone that just can't put the Bible down. And, you know, it's like that person is not saved. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying everyone that touches the Bible is. Yeah. But um, you were essentially saying don't use the Bible as like a sword to punish people with, to silence people, to tell them this is what you should be doing. You should live by it. God it never meant for you. us to learn the scriptures and remember them and just quote them. He gave us the Holy Spirit to reveal all things to us. And what I realized from him, and I've already realized this anyway, most people, and especially preachers, don't know that there is a kingdom within, and they don't know within that kingdom there's the Holy Spirit, a teacher given to us, and he revealed all things to us. And the reason they don't know it, because their parents didn't live it, their preachers didn't point it out or live it, and so they have just repeated what the preachers have done. They go to school, they learn how to read the scriptures well, and they puff up and they look good, and they just repeated it, but they don't have peace. And then they say, well, we can't all have peace. you got to wait and all that crap. But uh, Christ came and he gave us peace. But you got to get rid of this and, and overcome the brainwashing that has taken place so that he could draw you in and he draw you in when you forgive. See, so what happens is that we are born through parents who are sinners because they hate their parents and they hate their parents and they hate this and they hate that. And so as little children, we start to resent our parents. And so the sin is, is after we come into the world and resent our parents from the pressure that they put on. So the sin is the anger that you have. You're not born that way. And so when the young lady mentioned that her granddaughter, she got impatient or that she's seen bad kids. The reason those kids are like that because their parents are no good. And so they hate their parents. They didn't come into the world hating their parents. They came into the world loving their parents with no emotions and all that, but just loving their parents. So once you become angry, that's when you become the sinner because now you start to judge. It's not the things you do that's the sin, it's the hatred, the judgment, the anger that you have of yourself and others. And that happens after you come into the world. Unless you, unless you, your mother is very, when she's pregnant, she's very angry and hate the man and hate being pregnant and wish it was over and all that crap. Then she can make you resent her inside the womb. But other than that, you come into the world innocent. And that's why God said, be as innocent children. Be like children. Why would he tell you to be like these children? They come into the world sinning. It doesn't make sense. And I didn't know that until I was able to see it. So read um, Matthew 18, 2 real fast. Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So he called the little child to him whom he set among them. Then he said, in truth, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Okay. And read, did I tell you 18.4? See, what the problem is, most parents don't realize that their children are born innocent and that they are recreating their children in their image. So when the kids start fighting back and start getting angry, the parents would say, oh, this is a bad child. You better listen to me. They're not realizing that the impatience, the yelling at, the, all this stuff is recreating that child. And now the child is acting like the image of their parents, no longer the image of God. But the parent will admit that, oh, I did this to my child. So the truth never gets out. Uh, 18.4. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. You know something? And the last one, Mary. 10, 15, Matthew. I mean, Mark. Oh, was it Mark 10, 15? Uh, Mark 10, 15. Okay, 10 and 15. Do you have it, Mark? I have it now. 
It's, uh, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall in no wise enter therein. This is so good. This is absolutely good. Uh, but first, I got to take Irma's question. And then we end it with this. This is so good. It really, really is. Really, 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 really is. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. Yes. Like I was saying, I've heard I've heard so many preachers say that we're born in sin, and I've heard you interview probably over 500 preachers that say everyone has come fall short. We're all born in sin. Yeah. So I think we got some liars in the church because I know there's people that disagree with you about that. But I'm curious, why do they teach that we are born in sin when the Bible clearly clearly says that Jesus came and saved us from that? So. Because they don't have, they don't have the truth being revealed to them. They have the knowledge of the truth. So they read the Bible and they quote the scriptures and the people love them because they quote the scriptures. And, and then they have the title preacher. So they get this false respect and they just stop there. They, the preacher himself or, and now herself never really go within. They don't even know about going within. They don't know that the kingdom of heaven is on the inside. They don't know and above, and above, and they don't know that there's another way of living. There's literally another, as a matter, another reality, a real reality. Matter of fact, all angry people are living an illusion. You're not even living real life. You're living an illusion of life. See, Satan, whatever God does, Satan imitates it, but his stuff is not real. And if you have not been born again, you believe the lies of Satan that come from other people when he quote the scriptures and all that. But there's another way of living. It's a real way of living. And once you start living from within, you see all the other stuff you're doing, that you were doing was an illusion because it disappeared. You're like, where is it? You know, it was just in your mind and he made you feel it and he made you act it out. And then the preacher have taught you or your parents have taught you. And now you say to yourself, oh, I can't be perfect. I can't be holy. I'm just human. You know, this is that. As though the spirit of God can't control you. The spirit of God can control the body. They say, oh, the flesh is weak. But it's not stronger than God's spirit. But because people don't get to know themselves, they don't realize what they're doing. They really just don't realize. Yeah, it, That's it's, what so, it is. it's so nice to know that we are not born as sin, sinful because then it takes a burden away from you of thinking that you have to do something to be saved from that. Yes, yeah. that's right. The only requirement, and the Bible go to God made this point yesterday because he and I was talking about this. He said he noticed the only requirement that God asks of us for us to enter into the kingdom is when you forgive, I will forgive you. That's all he asks us to do. So it's the unforgiveness that holds us and keep us out of the kingdom. No angry person. And anger is resentment, hatred, or judgment and all that stuff. You're not going to get in with that. That's why he said before you enter into the kingdom, you must forgive. And then once you truly forgive, you're in. And then you become as a little child unto your father. Because what happens is you start recognizing that the voices in your head is the voice of your other father, Satan. So you learn and realize how to avoid that, resist those temptations. Because you know now that's not the voice of God. His voice is a voiceless voice. The preacher that interviewed me didn't even know that was a voiceless voice of God. Isn't that right? He didn't even know that existed. How do you be a preacher and called by God but don't even recognize his voice? You still think Satan's voice is the voice of God. Isn't that amazing? Yes, James. A couple of questions. Um, past, present, future is asking, could it be that newborns are born into a sinful environment or circumstances? They are born into crazy families. But not be born sinners. They are not born sinners. They are born into fathers and mothers who are sinners. And those fathers and mothers impose their sin upon their children by causing them to become angry. And once that child become angry, he or she fall away from innocence and wake up to this uh, life of hell. They become like their parents. That's why you have to forgive your parents so that when you forgive your parents, then God will forgive you and he will become your father again. 
So they're born into messed up families. That's the sin they're born into. They're not coming into the earth sinners. They're born into, if you notice, you're just like your parents. Until you overcome. You got the same attitude, the same fears, the same doubts, the same worries, the same overreaction to things. Because your parents create you in their image. Rather than repenting so that they could be the image of God so you could stay on course. They throw you off course and then they blame you for getting off course. So they're born into crazy families, father and mothers, and then they become angry like their parents. And that's where the, where the sin happens. That's why you just have to forgive them. They couldn't help themselves. Then you change just like that. Yes. GT, GHTYBN56 asks, what, is, what was Paul's thorn in his side? He didn't tell us. Anybody know? I, I have no idea yet. When the Lord tell me, like Oprah said, I ain't going to run until the Lord tell me. When the Lord tell me, I tell you, at this point, I have no idea. Yeah, um, I think what he's getting at, a lot of people say that that was a particular sin that he was struggling with. That's because that's what Satan telling them. Satan is telling them, oh, it was a sin that he was struggling with. God's not telling them that. I'm telling you, Satan get involved in everything. You could say, I'm going down the road just for a drive. And right away, he'll tell you to stop off at this place. Won't you go? By? I'm like, why are you involved in this? This is just a simple drive. Why do you have to have something to say about that? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and you'll say, well, I'm going into the store to get some water. Well, you should get some Kool-Aid and some fried chicken while you're in there. He's involved in everything. If you listen to his voice, because you think it's your voice or God's voice, you come out there with groceries. <laughs> when you only want a bottle of water. But once you recognize his voice, then you can resist the temptation of his voice. Then you don't have to go into the madness. Right. That's right. Bring every thought into captivity. Even the ones that quote scriptures. Because all it does is feed your intellect. It really does. Yes, James. That's it. Uh, did, he's, he's following up, I think. By saying, I know that, but how, I know but, that. but how does that apply to sin? I guess Paul's thorn in his side. But we don't know. Tell them they don't know what Paul's problem was. Tell them. Oh, they don't know what Paul's problem is, was. As far as I know, he never said what it was. And so you have to resist the devil telling you. So those people who say, well, it must have been sin. They're listening to the devil because they're too prideful to say, I don't know. Your pride would not let you say, I don't know. Have you noticed that? Mm -hmm. Sometimes somebody asks you something and you don't know what it is. You make up something. See, like you're driving down the road and you ask this guy at the corner, how do I get to Pico and La Cienica? <laughs> and rather than say, I don't know, they'll, they'll start looking around. When I see them start looking around, I know they don't know. And I'm like, thank you, because otherwise they're going to send you in the wrong direction. Have you noticed that? <laughs> but the ego won't let you just say, I don't know. It, 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 because, and the reason for that, because there's no pride in that. You can't, you can't look smart. You can't look like you don't know, right? You can't feel good about, I don't know. So I don't know what, problem, what other issue he had. And so if I ever run into him, I ask. Because so far, I have no idea. <laughs> yes, sir. I have a, uh, something I've been practicing for a little while now in reference to what you were just saying. Yes. To help overcome pride, and I'm going to use this word, sorry, practice, is when someone is telling me something that I already know, the practice is to just say, oh, okay, thank you. So, yeah, I know. That's right. Because that once we, because that's a temptation right there. They you want to ride be all, on the conversation too. Yeah, you're, I, I know. Right, you're just saying thank you. Instead of saying, okay, I'll let the you. person repeat it. I have a friend who tends to repeat the same thing over and over again. I'm like, you just told me that. <laughs> Do you need to tell me again? Uh, and they just repeat it. And they're Hispanic, so I think that's the way Mexicans are. 
maybe he forgot he told you and you no, made me in the same send him to a, send him to a doctor maybe <laughs> i would personally like to thank you for your discussion on being born in sin and being born a sinner right now granted i didn't wear that around but um you know that's and that's what i'm saying you talk to people you listen you think and you match everything up against the word of god and, and what you could say is can be matched up and also, I can tell you that once you truly forgive, forgive your father for not protecting you from your mother, forgive your mother for uh, imposing on you as you were growing up, trying to direct your life, making you go to college when you didn't want to, and telling you what you, you have to go to the best high school, you have to go to the best university, uh, forgive her for turning you away from your father, and then forgive your wife for being your mother, because you end up marrying your mother, and you know... Once you forgive, realize they can't help it, then God will forgive you, and that's he'll draw you into the kingdom of heaven, and then you won't sin, because you're going to be operating from his nature, which is perfect love. You will be patient with all people at all times. You won't resent. You'll see where they're coming from. You won't hold it against them, but you've got to forgive, because if you don't, you're going to screw up your kids, especially being the father. Because whatever you are is what they'll become. If you are not uh, the light of the, of the family, then they'll, they'll, they'll be raised in the darkness. And so if you drop the anger by forgiving, he will forgive you. And then you don't have to worry about practicing sin. Don't nobody want a father who sin? No. <laughs> Isn't that black? Don't nobody want. And I, who want a daddy who sin? And, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I mean, you know, like um, agreeing... And the reason you yelled at the person on the road because you have anger. Once you let that anger go, you're not going to even, it's not in you to yell at the person on the road. And my only anger is being late for church. I have an issue with that. Don't be angry about that either. (laughs) You should be on time, but don't be angry about it. All right? Yeah, I know. I know. I know that. (laughs) Yeah. But it doesn't. But you can't help it until that spirit. doesn't seem to be under my control. Well, you know what's going to happen when you realize you're wrong? I can't control anything. He's going to take the spirit out of you. It won't be in here anywhere. It won't be. The only thing that you're going to have operating through you is love. Can you imagine living like that? The only thing you have is perfect love. He's going to take the spirit out and whatever he does, dump it in the trash, and he's going to tell you to go live. And then you just start growing and growing and realizing and growing and realizing and then what happens is, what happens in closing, what happens is you recognize Satan's voice now. And when you recognize his voice, you're not giving into it. You become as a little kid, a child unto your father. Not necessarily a little kid, but you become a child unto your father because you no longer trust in Satan. You're now becoming a son or a daughter of God. And you just relax in him and he got, he got your pathway. Isn't that a nice way to live? Mm-hmm. And it become amazing. And, you, and then you worship him because you realize, wow, this is so amazing. This is mind-blowing. And you show your appreciation for what he's doing for you. I do have to tell you, though, my wife and my mother are not much alike at all. Oh, that's what you think. <laughs> One is better at it than the other. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. No. <laughs> But anyway, drop the anger because your wife and your kids need you to be free of anger. Yes. They need perfect love, perfect patience, honesty. Uh, your wife don't want you to need her. That's what it was earlier. Children. Yeah. Yes, we're born into sin, but we haven't really done any sinning. Right. But then, but I don't know. Okay, that's not true. I know it was some evil woman. But parents in general, I don't believe, teach their children how to lie and cheat and steal. The kid's going to become what the parents are. For example, when your wife said she was yelling at her granddaughter. Actually, I don't know what she was talking about. I didn't she hear said, her yell at her at all this morning. Well, let her confess it. But, yeah. You know what I'm Maybe she didn't do it this morning. But she said sometimes she's impatient with her mm-hmm. granddaughter. In that very moment, she's changing her granddaughter from innocent to corruption. Because impatient is evil spirits. And kids can't handle that. And they forgive for a minute. They forgive... But if it doesn't change, they start to become angry at the parents or grandparents, and that's when they start to change, too. 
and become, and now they don't listen to the parents, and the parents got to force their will even more so, not realizing that this child is becoming just like me. They're taking on my personality. They're looking in the mirror at their own children and don't realize it. That's interesting because I've often wondered how these little tiny children, so who thought they kid to lie? Yeah, because the parents are lying. <laughs> you lie to your children when you say, I'm sorry, and then you do it again. That was a lie. Because the kids are going to take you at your word that you're not going to do it again. But then you do it again, and now they're angry because you just lied to them. I think more accurately, my observation is when you tell a child you're going to do something, and then you don't do it. That's teaching them to lie. When you say, I'm sorry, too. When you say, I'm sorry, I won't do that again. You lied because they trust you. All right? So, um, here's the deal. Stay out of you gotta, you got to pray. you got to keep your eyes on yourself. All right? So it can be revealed what is wrong with you and no one else around you but you. you got to look at you, and then you'll see what's going on. And have no, as I mentioned last week, have no opinion about it. Don't judge it as right or wrong. And whatever pain you get, relax in the pain. Just let go, and things will change. It really will. But you were not born a sinner. Unless you came through an angry mother, you got mad before you left the womb. <laughs> but you were not born a sinner. You became a sinner when you start, when you became angry at your parents most of the time. It started with the parents. All right? So food for thought. Do what you want with it. Uh, don't forget we need your support. Uh, so donate uh, tithing offering. You can go to rebuildingaman.com or call 800-411-BOND. We uh, also have counseling. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. You might need two sessions. Most of the time, people only need one. And also, we do it around the world, by phone, Skype, or in-house. All right? And check out my article on worldnetdaily.com, WND.com. Anything else, Hermes? No, tune into the radio show. Oh, yeah, tune into the radio. I'm on Newsmax TV now. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7, it's the first hour they carry my show, but I'm on three hours a day. All right? Buy the books. Every dime we get goes back to the organization. Thank you for tuning in, and I'm glad to hear from you. All right? Appreciate it. And thank you all for coming. Mm-hmm. So what? Oh, yeah. Download the app. Download the app.